Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Yes, brought to you by Harness Racing New Zealand. Greg O'Connor in the chair for the next hour. Michael Guerin across the Tasman. He's been at the Garrard's Miracle Mile, taken out by Catch a Wave. That'll be one of our guests later on, not the horse, but Catch a Wave's trainer, Andy Gath, will join us about half past 11 to reflect on one of his biggest moments in the game and, of course, his wife, Kate, doing the driving. We'll catch up very shortly with the co-trainer of the dual New Zealand Harness Horse of the Year, Sunday's son. He's had a big week. He was retired from racing on Friday and became the first ever trotter to win back-to-back titles last night at the Harness Racing New Zealand Bloodstock Air Freight Awards. So we'll have a chat to RJ very shortly. We'll also talk to John Dunn, not only about Sunday's son, but about his chances today because... Racing continues and we are at Arangiora where, I can tell you, there's a bit of rain about in Canterbury today, so uh, they're racing on a slushy track. We'll also catch up with Robbie Close. That'll be in our Southern Man section and we will uh, hopefully have a chat to Michael Guerin later on if he wakes up or Matt Peden from the TAB to talk odds and sods and everything about uh, today's meeting Plus a few big races coming up. Big night it was at Alexandra Park on Friday night. Not only the racing on the track, but the return to the park after that track basically got washed away about a month ago. So plenty on the show for you. There's also an opportunity for you to win with our good friends from The Tab. You can text in double eight double three your name, your TAB account number, and the code word today will be awards. Pretty straightforward. Do that. And Ricardo is doing the producing today. He'll select the best text. Tell us why you need $50. And the best one, Ricardo, will decide. And we'll send a $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the TAB, to you. Not too far away from catching up with Robert Dunn, though. One of the performances of the season of... He and Jenna's champion, Trotter Sunday Sun, came in the form of the Dominion. Then came Majestic Man from Midnight Dash. Sunday Sun, the leader. 350 left to travel. Leads at a length on five wise men. Muscle Mountain the trail. Then Artie by the hill. 28 4, third quarter. Sunday Sun turns for home. Leads by a length and a half. Back to the inside. Muscle Mountain gets chase. Five wise men sticks on. Sunday Sun a half. Muscle Mountain's coming. Sunday Sun. Muscle Mountain goes to in the inside. The two big guns are stride for stride. Muscle Mountain. Sunday Sunday Sun comes again. He's done it. Sunday Sun is one of the greatest of all times. His third dominion and a fantastic racehorse. Second across was Muscle Mountain. That was one of the Never gets old listening to that commentary or indeed watching it. Co-trainer of the mighty little horse with the huge heart uh, is Robert Dunn. He trains with, of course, daughter-in-law Jenna. Uh, morning to you, RJ. It's been a massive week for Diamond Racing. We'll touch on some of the other awards you were successful in last night as well. But uh, Sunday Sun, an absolute marvel. And I think he deserves, and it does get bandied around a little bit too often, that champion status tag. Yeah, um, good morning, Greg. And apologies if uh, you can hear an alarm going in the background. Someone's left there. 
Carol Armand. But no, look, he does deserve everything. He um, gets this little champ because he's, you know, champions, yes, they say are born and they're pretty easy to make. But um, this boy didn't start their way. He took a lot of making and it's only really when he got his act uh, sorted out, he, he got, came to champion status. So he deserves everything he, he, uh, he accolades that he gets. Yeah, $1.4 million, uh, 12 times he won at the ultimate level of Group 1. But I, I thought it was fair that we go back to where it all began. And lucky enough, I got a chance to chat to, on stage last night to Ross Houghton, who broke him in. And he was a bit of a challenge, RJ. He, he didn't mind firing the back legs out, out the back. And, and in fact, um, the first few starts he had, he raced without a cropper. For people who don't understand what that uh, piece of gear is, it goes uh, from the saddle... Uh, underneath the tail, and he resented that, didn't he? So he he took some making, all right. Oh, absolutely. I remember when um, Howdy uh, finally got him into the cart, which took a lot longer than the normal horse he'd break in. And uh, look, we let him go from the barn, and and look, sometimes the hind feet were coming out the back. He, uh, he was plunging and ducking his head and bucking, and Howdy'd be gone for about an hour. And I used to say to Johnny, "Can we go and find him? <laughs> you know, he's gone for sure." <laughs> But he uh, he always came back and had he just had a smile on his face and he used to take him all around Davian Cats but farm all around the laneways up to the uh, Christian Centre and uh, stop where you know and have a yarn to somebody and I think that really helped him but it didn't make him it took a lot of making to finally get him to um, as you say look his first two two year old races he won both them and that was really good uh, we thought oh, you know we're on our way but then after that the wheels fell off for some time. And um, it wasn't really, like we, I think in his early career, uh, Howdy did drive him for a start and then Johnny took over. But he really broke more than he trotted. And in the end, in desperation, we went for half hobbles on him. Uh, for those listeners out there, you know, it's like a pacer that wears hobbles. Uh, trotters can wear them, but they're only around their front legs only. And anyway, uh, once they got, uh, he, he got, he sort of got his act together a little bit, but he still wasn't foolproof, Greg. In fact, I think in two major races, he, he caused false starts um, when he's drawn on the front line uh, through braking. And then we had to eventually put him on to the uh, unruly for a while. So, no, he, he took a long, long time to come right. And it wasn't really um, until his um, halfway through his four-year-old career when we took the half bubbles off. And Johnny very, very, I think, he always said, Johnny always said that he was a horse that when he had body movement, like he turned his head one way or the other at his ass went was the hind went with him and he would make a break. So we had another pole, two poles on him, and that was the making of the horse and eventually he got to just a, um, you know, being a trotter that wouldn't break anymore. Yeah, well, he, he got that uh, hang of that towards the back end of his four-year-old career. He won an Anzac Cup, a Row Cup, and then the Harness Jewels. But it didn't end there, RJ, because uh, the next campaign, yes, he was good, he won the ordeal, but uh, you went through that cup carnival and he galloped, he galloped at Ashburton, he galloped in the trotting free-for-all where he was back on the inside, and you had to put him aside. We never saw him for eight or nine months. That was, in many ways, the making of him. Well, we just we we knew he's always been a horse, Greg, that um, whilst he, he can go through the pain barrier, He's one of those horses that <clears throat> would let you know when he's not right. And we knew after the ordeal leading into Ashburton that we are having a few weak problems because he'd make a break in training for no reason. And we gave him the benefit of a doubt at Ashburton. Then again, on, on Cup Day, we didn't start him, obviously, in show day. And so we made a call to send him to up to Matamata on some machine up there. So they put a dye through the body. 
and you you know it goes around and it, it, it comes up and tells you which joints are uh, hotter than the others. And we found at the time it was the offside hind fetlock that was causing a lot of his problems, and we we never picked it up at all. And Sam Taylor, our vet in Christchurch, flexed it up and he tried it up, and it never showed any soreness. But on the machine, the machine said there was something in there that was niggly. So as you said, Greg, you had all that time off then, and we. We missed that, so uh, and that was one of four times that he went up to Matamata on centigraphy and probably was to make him to being a champion because every time he went up, we found another little joint we had to address a problem with, and um, so it was good. So yeah, so he came back as, as a four-year-old and won those, oh, after a four-year-old and back as a five-year-old, and he was away. RJ, last night he joined a very elite group <clears throat> of multiple Horse of the years, and when when you read through this list, the first thing that stands out is the first trotter to have achieved that. But Master Mood, Luxury Liner, Choke, and Alvacolo, El Su, Auckland Reactor, Terror to Love, and Lazarus have all been multiple horse of the year. He did that off the back of a, a, a champion season. Yes, he got beaten in the Row Cup, but he won everything else. And there was one race I know really meant a lot to you and Johnny, and that was avenging the defeat the previous year in the Fred Shaw, the trotting championship, because he was up against Bolt for Brilliance, who was the heir apparent in many ways, and a very much on the rise who beat him the year before in Muscle Mountain. Is that the race in the last year? Of course, we raced the whole calendar year for the first time, 2022, that was most satisfying? I think it was, Greg, because, you know, we... Whilst we didn't have our doubts about him, I think a lot of pundits did and thought that the two young guns were going to be um, uh, too fast for him because <clears throat> both horses are definitely faster than Sonny and that's why Sonny's record over the sprint journey is not quite as good as uh, it should, you know, well, as good as those two anyway. But when I say that, he can still reel off phenomenal fractions because, you know, as we both know, he can trot around the bends faster than any horse probably uh, tried to you know, been in New Zealand. or you know, And so... That was a really exciting race for us, and, and especially the Fred Shaw, because, um, you know, I had a lot to do with Fred, and I don't think anybody at the Wet Hannington Raceway, as you know yourself, Greg, Fred was a superman, and um, it was a real highlight to win that race. And then, talking just before we go on, the, the, the Road Cup, you know, uh, the, the Road Cup of when he got beat up in Auckland, we knew then that we might be in a spot of trouble because he, it was an under-par performance by him. And he had his fourth trip to Meta Meta then, and that's when we found out that uh, his joint problem had switched from the offside to the near side, both in the hind legs and both around the fetlocks. And so from then on, we had to really um, look after that, and that was eventually the joint that actually um, finished his career and, and uh, before that fantastic um, Dominion handicap, the last race he'd ever raced in. Yeah, look, I, I wasn't trying to underplay that performance because I was lucky enough to be on course uh uh, alongside you uh, for the presentation and the people were in awe. Yes, it was great to win the Fred Shaw for all the reasons you've said and, and you're right, Fred was a fantastic lawyer and a great supporter of our sport, but uh, the race, the Dominion, the Renwick Farms Dominion of 2022 will long live in the memory of trotting enthusiasts, harness racing followers, sports followers, because you don't often see the courage shown by your horse to come back and beat a very brave muscle mountain who was beautifully driven by Ben Hope. And it, it's one of those races for the ages, wasn't it? And it was his last race. So his last racetrack performance was outstanding. And the last time he had a chance to win an award, he won last night. It's almost fitting. It was really, it's, it's 
quite amazed me because that was one of the greatest races and I've been around for a long, long time and I've seen some absolute champion horses and some... I remember going back to Hounds Down on Delightful Lady. I think that was probably one of the greatest races early on in my career that I witnessed and it was just a slog all the way from the last 400 metres. But um, getting back to that race, I was 20 or 30 metres just shy of the winning post amongst, uh, I would just say, a bunch of very enthusiastic well, look it up, uh, punters. And, and I, I fed him, I thought he got beaten because when I came past, Ben had strode to the lead by a good long neck and, uh, and I knew Sonny was in a spot of trouble and I thought, I just saying to myself, actually, Greg, please don't break, old fella. You're just doing us so proud. And next minute, I don't know how he did it, but he just lifted himself off the canvas and came back and that was probably the greatest race I've ever seen. Yeah, well, it was a pretty special moment, uh, that is for sure. You had some good ones last night. In fact, the moment of the year voted on uh, by Harness Racing fans was that win by Sunday Sun in the Remick Farms Dominion uh, over Muscle Mountain. Highgrove got the three-year-old. Of course, obviously, Trotter of the Year was Sunday Sun as well. And Need You Now, who's been retired for a wee while, she won the Breeders' Uh, of 2022. She also won her category. So, um, yeah, very good night for Diamond Racing. Yeah, it was a great night for Diamond Racing and, and um, all the awards that Sonny got, it, you know, it, it really brought to you to anybody that's a really passionate harness racing man because um, he deserved them more, I feel. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go to awards, Greg, and, and you come away thinking, hmm, how did he get that, you know? But anyway, I think Sonny deserved them all and he'll, he'll go out as... And I, and I see written, and I think they're probably right, Lyle Creek could still be our greatest trotter of all time because what he did was quite exceptional. But I think if Sonny had been sound all his life, Greg, I think the source could have rewritten every record that it was possible to rewrite because if you go back to his 356 in the stand and the nine New Zealand records that he's broken at various points of his career, and whilst I said before earlier, uh, he might not be as fast as the, the Muscle Mountains and... Um, and the uh, and and uh, bulk of brilliance. It's more so because he hasn't got the beautiful gait that those two horses have got. He's got an unusual gait, as you know, and um, so it's just uh, he has got speed. And I think if he had been sound, he would have just rewritten every record that and might never been challenged for a long, long time. Yeah, well, he won 25 of the 34 possible votes. Uh, self-assured, who had a massive season as well, winning $900,000 in the first ever race by Grins, got six. Copy that, the dual IRT New Zealand Cup winner, a couple, and Millwood Nike, who was eight from eight, picked up uh, one vote. Already we've seen RJ, and I think this is, um, you know, pretty special. He's in the saddle already. The day after he was officially retired, uh, Laura, who works for you, Burrell, uh, chucked the saddle on. Uh, coincidentally, you didn't have a saddle there, so you went across the road to the Hopes and got the saddle, and he was ridden down the beach like he'd been doing it all his life. I think that's a great testament to the horse because, uh, you know, like it, he not only gave everything on the racetrack, he was obviously a pleasure to have around and still very much is. Well, that's right, too. And, of course, he, you know, he's going to be missed around the stable because um, he just, uh, early on, yes, his career, he was a bit funny and he was a bit naughty, but, boy, in the finish, what a beautiful horse to do anything with. He was so kind. And he never, ever did anything wrong after, you know, bar for a break in a race. He used to, you know, travel to the races beautifully, Greg, come into the stalls, you go to sleep when you're gearing arm up and every day. Um, you know, Craig was always with him, Jenna as well. Um, the carrots would be produced and he loved carrots and he just was one of those horses that was just an absolute pleasure to have around and he will be for the rest of his life because he just got this neatest nature 
And yes, we're, look, we're very lucky. We're a great community out there. Old Hopi had a saddle, so we went across and grabbed it. And it's a bit like um, Classy Brigade. And it's great these days. Animal welfare is just so important in all industries of life, in all walks of life. And um, it's great to see that, you know, straight away you could be in a saddle at, on the beach. And what a great way, and what a great advertisement for harness racing. Yep, absolutely. Uh, as he has been and the entire Diamond Racing team, you've made us uh, him very accessible to the media over that entire racing career and uh, every accolade the horse gets and the way you guys have handled yourself uh, around this horse, you deserve them as well. Thanks so much for your time this morning, uh, RJ. Uh, it's, a, it's a season that will continue on. You've just been to the yearling sales to try and find your next uh, Sunday sun. Uh, how, how are the sales of those horses going? Is there any room left for anyone who might be interested? Yes, there is room left. I'm just trying to pencil them all together now, Greg. But uh, if anyone wants to get on Diamond Racing onto the Facebook page uh, or the website or give Amy Edmonds a ring or Andrew Fitzgerald, we'll definitely be... Uh, I'm going to try and get them all finished off this week. Last year, we were lucky enough to syndicate 16 in uh, four weeks, and now we've got um, well over halfway through doing 17. So I should have them all finished by the end of the week. But if people right, want to come you- on board, especially, especially new owners, Greg, love to have them because... We're actually in the process of upping our game with uh, with the media, with um, you know, with just uh, Facebook, with going to and letting owners know a bit more what the horses are doing all the time, having more um, you know films from them on being on the beach, and of course what Nigel does every weekend is fantastic for the sport. So no, things are going great for diamond racing at the moment. Yep, they are. You lead the premiership. You're a two-time uh, premiership winning trainer as well, and uh, you're absolutely off to a flyer, you and your team. Uh, thanks so much for your time, uh, RJ. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Thank you very much, Greg. Cheers. That's uh, Robert Dunn. He and Jenna Diamond Racing, and of course, son John, uh, who we'll speak to very shortly, a massive part of that organisation as well. Double eight, double three. If you want to win the bonus bet, tell us why you deserve to win that, and the code word uh, is awards your name, your TAB account number. Short break, other side. It'll be the Southern Man section. I'm a Southern Man. Yes, it is our Southern Man section, of course, brought to you by HRNZ for all of your harness racing news, previews and reviews and videos. Anything you want to know about the sport of harness racing, go to hrnz.co.nz. Big night out for Diamond Racing. We've just spoken to one of the co-trainers and Robert Dunn, the driver of most of their team, is son John. Uh, Very good morning to you, John. A big night out for you, the family, the entire Diamond Racing organisation and great to be able to acknowledge this mighty little horse that you had such great success on in Sunday Sun. Yeah, morning Greg and uh, like you say, it was a great night out and um, you're very lucky those horses all put their hands up and done a great job and put us there last night so um, couldn't, couldn't be happier. Yeah, I've just gone uh, in depth with your father about the career of of Sunny. When, when I say the race name Sunday Sun to you, John, what what f- the first thing that comes into your mind? Well, for me, just sheer toughness, really, Greg. So um, that's probably the first thing, will to win. 
And we saw it on so many occasions, no less than 12 times at Group 1 level. His last start in the Dominion will live in the memory for so many people, but there were so many good races that he won. Is that the one or, or away from that race? What's the most satisfying win for you? Um, well, it probably has to be the last one, especially with the um, the way he sort of did it. It was sort of a, a real true blue battle up the straight and um, sort of the checkered prep he had going into it and those few gallops. And then uh, we had to go to Kaikoura to get him back on track and to do that and, and to go out with that last race. That would probably be the one for me. All right, we'll uh, put him to one side at the moment. Not that he will ever be put to the side of people with memories for this sport and talk about what's about to unfold today because there's a bit of rain about john so life goes on sunday sun retires and you find yourself at uh, rungiora today we got a few chances millwood goddess in race number three i thought was excellent first up behind caldwell bay and wouldn't need to improve much to go very close in the third no like you say there's a lot of but, but too much rain around so uh it'll be interesting to see how the track plays and holds up um she's in an earlier race which is good and like you say, very happy with the way Tom said, very happy the way she sort of went first up and she's come through that well. Um, very even field, drawn out a wee bit wider, but with an ounce of luck, the way she did go um, first time to the races, she'd have to be a nice chance. All right, she's $4.20. You drive another one for Tom in race four, Sue's Dash. Uh, improved so far in her career. She's only had the three starts to a win at Addington last time. Craig Thornley drove on that occasion. She looks a mare that um, should be able to handle this grade. Yeah, she has actually. Like she's, uh, she has got the ability there. I suppose Ringcraft's still lacking a wee bit, but um hope she just steps away nicely. I did miss away on, on the, mind you, that was on the grass couple of starts back, but um, yeah, especially the jump up, she sort of jumped out of maidens, but you wouldn't say it's an overly, overly uh, standout sort of a field, so um, minutes of the four here, and the way she sort of won her first race, a nice each way chance as well. What about Secret Cocktail? She was a winner three starts back, and things haven't gone her way in the last couple? No, get the win really, she sort of knocked off for a while, and it took us took a step starts, but it's great for with Nigel and Brenda to, to get that win. Um, even sort of a feel that she was still relying on luck. Craig and Amy have get back in race number six. Um, she's going really well, isn't she? Yeah, she's going great gun. Um, probably still there's a good old ding-dong battle up this time out at uh, Ashburton. Um, just got beaten right on. So um, she, she can very, very versatile drives, sits sprint or a bit of work, so um, the way sort of the form she's in, uh, she's a nice chance as well, actually, Greg. God of Thunder in race seven and watch that man in race nine, both about the same tote-wise, $6, both look each way chances. Yeah, they both need luck, and um, one of the fans over step quicker, but um, not as strong, big foot, and watch that man's got a good draw, so... Um, yeah, on paper, I've actually got quite a nice book of drives, so hopefully it pans out that way and get the right runs we all need and um, have a good day there. Yeah, driver's challenge today, 360 favourite over our next guest, uh, Robbie Close. Uh, thanks so much for coming on. What's the, what's the best, do you think, in your mind today for the punters listening on SENZ Trots Talk? Uh, okay. Oh, just lost you there, Johnny. We, <laughs> we need to get that. What was that again?
get back. Get back, all right. Race six, uh, get back. Yeah, the best right. of uh, John Dunn's today. Thanks for your time, mate, and thanks for sharing some of your memories of Sonny. Nah, good to go, Greg. Thanks very much. Good on you, Johnny. That's uh, John Dunn uh, heading to Rangiora, as is uh, Robbie Close, the man they call the goose. Uh, very good morning to you, Robbie. How you doing, Greg? And listeners, how are you going? Yeah, excellent. Thanks, mate. Uh, I know you enjoyed yourself uh, last night at the Harness Awards, but business rolls on for you. Season's kicked off pretty well, already uh, up to a dozen, I think, this season. And you're not that far off driving 500 winners, well, about 40-odd away from that, Robbie. So uh, off the back of a really good season last season, uh, I think you got close to 80 wins and, of course, got your Group 1 with... Regan Todd with Better Talk Art. So, um, life's pretty good at the moment, mate. Yeah, I had a, quite a few highlights last year and, um, you know, um, a couple of drinks to celebrate last night with everyone for all the awards that were handed out. But, you know, he had a quite a good year last year and a lot of support from different people and trainers and owners and drivers and especially Regan and all his owners. So, yeah, it does, make, does help my make my job a lot easier. Yep, certainly does. Let's have a look at some of your chances today. Your second favourite on the Drivers Challenge. Uh, Ambleside drives a $6 chance in race number two, multiple times place, and it's going to get one for consistency soon. Yeah, definitely. It's been racing um, outstandingly. Um, just every now and again, just not with too much luck. But, um, you know, um, not an overly big field and drawn out water, hopefully step away and get handy and, you know, do, do reckon it can run top three. All right. What about uh, Rose Noir going around in race number three for Regan Todd? Um, yes, no, she's an improving filly. Um, she probably led up last start, probably looked pretty disappointing, but she's never actually worked any good in front either at home. So we're just going to put a line through that and her form race before that was she was bloody um, pretty nice. So, uh yeah, as long as he hits the line and running on at the finish, um, Regan and the owners will be pretty happy. And Olive Cook in race number six has put a couple together, steps up in grade a wee bit today, but a horse in form and uh, a mare in form is always to be respected. Currently a $10 chance. Yeah, definitely a horse in form, but just a niggly draw it does make it a lot harder. But, um, hey, you know, it's, it is a happy horse and racing well, so... Um, we'll just see where we end up, and, yeah, it can be there at the finish. Peak and Monkey has the ability, as does Teresa Love. What's the best of those two in the latter part of the day? Uh, probably going to have to go Teresa Love in the in the last, you know. Um, she's uh, finally got a decent draw, and um, we'll probably end up trying to use it a little wee bit early, but um, hey, I thought she's probably one of the best, better drivers of the day. All right, really appreciate your time, uh, Robbie. Congratulations uh, on what you've been able to achieve in the last 12 months. You're going really well. I'm sure that'll continue today, and thanks for your time on SENZ Trots Talk. No, thank you very much, and, you know, it's been a pleasure. All right, there he is, uh, Robbie Close, followed by many around uh, uh, the country, the man who has the goose written on the back of his helmet, and often he finds his way to the line uh, first, and we appreciate he and John Dunn coming on our Southern Man segment. Short break for us on the other side. It was Miracle Mile night last night, and we have the pleasure of having the winning trainer with us, Andy Gath.
400 left to go. 27-9, the split. Catch a wave. The four-year-old first into the lane. Trying hard in second spot down the outside with a good burst is on Aloha Bay. And getting out a spirit of St. Louis. Captain ravishing the deepest. It's Catch a Wave, the leader. Here come the chasers. Spirit of St. Louis and also on Aloha Bay. But packing plenty of power. It's Catch a Wave, the four-year-old. 75 to go. And it's going to win it. It's Catch a Wave. Catch a wave. It's a wipeout for favourite backers has beaten either Spirit of St. Louis or on the outside on Alua Bay and they were lined up for first four players. You had... Last night's a million dollar Garrard's Miracle Mile taken out by the Andy Gath's train, Kate Gath's driven Catch a Wave. Uh, very lucky to be joined online by Andy Gath. Uh, morning to you, Andy. Listening to that last night, uh, I know you've had some big race wins with the likes of Caribbean Blaster and Cucaracha, and there's a long, long list there, but I'm thinking winning a Miracle Mile will just about top the lot. Yeah, there's no doubt about that, Greg. Um, such an iconic race and worth a million dollars. And to be honest, it's probably a race I always thought was probably out of my reach. Um, yeah, I've only ever had one runner in a Miracle Mile the whole time I've been training. So, um, yeah, we're well, lucky enough to get a runner, but to win it's just amazing. Andy, the pathway to the Miracle Mile, if we go back three or four starts, I'm pretty sure it wouldn't have been on the radar. It's a funny game, this at times, though, uh, when you get your horses to peak and, and, and start to perform at the highest level, sometimes things just fall into place. Yeah, they do. Uh, again, the race uh, was never on the agenda or on our radar. As, as you said, um, it just sort of fell in our lap. Um, you know, we just mainly we thought, oh, we better take him up to the chariots and give him a trip away from home and so he handles Manangle before the Eureka in September and uh, yeah, we're fortunate enough to win the chariot and, and they say, oh, do you want to race in the Miracle Mile? I said, okay. So yeah, it's firstly, <laughs> that's, that's how just it, it happened. Just so, um, yep. Yeah, so um, there was no great planning by the trainer or anything, it's just the way uh, the card fell. It was an unusual build-up to it, Andy. You had an opportunity to take on Captain Ravishing in the Bonanza, but you went to a race which is quite foreign to New Zealanders, a 1,200-metre race, which he was able to win before going to Sydney, known as the Mercury. It's not the normal pathway to move towards Group 1 races, but that was the path you took. Yeah, and it was a little bit of a thinking about that. Um, again, at the time, we probably didn't think we could, you know, might not be able to beat Captain Rubbish in the Bonanza, and the Bonanza sort of got you straight through to the chariot. So I thought, well, if we go there and run second, and we have to run really fast time, and then we've got to head up to Sydney anyway. So I just thought I'd probably take an easier path. It wasn't that easy in the end. You had to perform really well to win that race. And again, I was happy to have a run at Manangle. Uh, before the chariot, so uh, again, you find a lot of horses that never raced at Manangle before. After one run, they're a lot better for it. So um, that was the main planning in it. That we thought, well, if we do win the Bonanza, we go straight to Manangle without having a run. So um, yeah, so sometimes plans come off, sometimes they don't. <laughs> Saying that, he just qualified for the chariots too. You know, he got there by about a head. Yeah, of course, that was in the pale face. Adios, uh, he went on to run down that uh, Captain Ravishing. Going into last night, Andy, where were the confidence levels at? And I've seen an interview with Kate after the race. Not quite how she thought it would pan out, but about the half mile, I reckon your confidence levels would have been on the rise. Yeah, I couldn't be more confident going into the race that the horse is spot on. Um, he's travelled up here, you know, three times now and... Uh, at the retention barn, he's just settled in 
Uh, he just actually loves it there. He eats the place down. He's been drinking well. So I was confident that he would run a great race. Um, Kane and I went through about 50 different scenarios. The one scenario we didn't go through was that if he finds the front, so, uh, that's how clever we are. Um, but, yeah, when he sort of found the front, I was pretty confident that um, he's never been beat in front. Admittedly, um, this was a miracle mile that he'd be able to get the job done, especially when he got a cheap second quarter. He's a son of uh, Captain Treacherous, who's really becoming the heir apparent, particularly here in New Zealand, uh, to the mighty Better's Delight. He's actually out of a, a New Zealand mare, Copper Goodwin, whose mother, Copper Beach, won the Oaks. Copper Goodwin only won one race, Andy, and went about a 2.5 mile rate at Cambridge. It just shows you, sometimes you never really know where these very good horses can come from. Well, I was fortunate enough to train Copper Goodwin. And I must say, it was probably one of the slowest horses I ever trained. Um, <laughs> and I remember um, I had, had it in Geelong one night. I had it in the last race, and Kate didn't want to go. And I think Dexter was over for a driver series. And I got Dexter to drive it. Oh, Dexter. I said, Dexter, I'm going for him to drive it Geelong. And after it was a dollar eighty chance or whatever. <laughs> and then it got man, about a second. And he came back. And he was just filthy on me for making him go there for the last race. Said, Kate was too smart for me. Um, but again, yeah. um, she's been a wonderful broodmare and yeah, we've you know, not only um, catch away, but Yan Bucky and the first horse we brought out of us done a great job as well. Well, this uh, horse has now won 17 of 22 and over a million dollars. Because the Miracle Mile wasn't part of the plan, Andy, what's the plan now? We have a race in New Zealand called the Race by Grins. Nobody's been on the phone? No, not really. Um, yeah, haven't been uh, any interest so far. But again, uh, even if there is, uh, he'll go to the paddock and we'll concentrate on our own slight race here, the Eureka. So, um, you know, that, that'll be the next race on his radar. Well, of course, it's being run at uh, Menangle, a place that this horse really loves now. And, um, yeah, I, I think he deserves to have that break. He's done an amazing job. We'd love to see him over here. You're not foreign to coming to New Zealand. Of course, La Cucaracha, you want to row cup with. You bought Caribbean Blaster here. Is, is it something that Gath Racing would, would like to attempt again? Because you're, you're such a great follower of the sport. You always know what's going on over here. So um, is it something that, that still appeals? Oh, definitely. Again, the, you know, the, you know, I was fortunate enough for local to win a road cup, as you said, and the two times Caribbean Blast went around the New Zealand Cup. Um, again, it's just an amazing experience to have a horse good enough to compete in that race. So, um, yeah, if he, um, you know, if the timing's right and there's no suitable races here, yeah, you know, we'd love to travel with him, especially in New Zealand, and have a crack at winning New Zealand Cup. Um, as you said, um, I've got a Miracle Mile, I've got a Hunter Cup, Victoria Cup. Been really fortunate to trot us into Minion, but you know, to have an opportunity to win a New Zealand Cup will. You know, that will just about do it for me, I'd say. Well, for you guys, it was a massive night last night. Um, nice work on, on social media as well, mate, getting out there and, and telling people that they need to get behind these types of races and, and horses because, um, you know, sometimes within our own sport, we're our own worst enemies, mate, but uh, you guys are always flying the positive flag and uh, really pleased for you to, to get one of the, the iconic Australasian races, the Miracle Mile, um, with your horse last night, Catch a Wave. Congratulations to you and, and Kate. Thanks so much for taking the time out this morning to share that with us and um yeah enjoy the win mate they're very very hard to come by and and i, I know you fully respect yeah. that no thanks a lot greg appreciate it all right there he is uh, andy gath one of the champions of australasian harness racing uh, brilliant trainer his wife kate uh, she she's an incredible driver as well i think that was something like 
and he's 51st or 52nd Group 1 win, and he's won one of the ultimate races, the Million Dollar Garrards at Miracle Mile last night. Uh, Kiwi interest in the race, Spirit of St. Louis was second. Uh, he's still part-owned uh, here and on Alua Bay for Emma Stewart. And Clayton Tonkin got itself uh, into third. Just on the night as well, Beady Joe went round in a race these days known as the Light Horse. He finished second and behind a Bondi lockdown. He might be a chance for the race by Grins and better be the best. Trained and driven by Nathan Turnbull. Took out the New South Wales Derby Kiwi and one of the favourites, Ulta Meteor, having to sit parked battled on to run in seventh position. Earlier in the night, Republican Party had an early gallop which took care of uh, his chances in that. That's a wrap-up of the Miracle Mile last night from Menangle. Uh, we're going to take another break here on Trot's Talk. Don't forget to enter your last opportunity, Double eight, double three. your name, your TAB account number, the code word is awards from last night's HRNZ National Awards from the season of 2022. On the other side, we'll catch up with uh, Matthew Peden, find out where the money's going at Rangiora this afternoon and talk about some of the features coming up, including that race, the million-dollar slot race, the Race Boy Grins. In the home straight on uh, Trot's Talk, uh, being joined by the TAB's uh, Matt Peden to wrap things up uh, today. Morning to you, Matthew. Morning, Gregory. Good to join you. Yeah, look, it was great catching up with uh, Andy Gath, uh, being uh, from Australia, as you are. You would have enjoyed the Miracle Mile last night, and he's he's one of our great trainers in Australasia, and, and to win that race, uh, listening to what it meant to he and his wife, uh, Kate, was, it was pretty special for a four-year-old to achieve that after uh, the last time it happened. Um, the mighty Have Faith in Me was able to do that, win a, win a chariots into the Miracle Mile. Yeah, he sort of flew under the radar for a little while, didn't he, with all the uh, with all the boomerang captain ravishing. But um, once he stepped up and was able to lead last night, he just he never looked like getting beaten. It's great to see for Andy and Kate, who do a wonderful job with their team. They've got a new race called the Eureka that he's clearly heading to. We'll talk shortly about the race by Grins, which is less than six weeks away now. What about Rangiora today? They'll be racing on a damp track, if you like. Where's the early money gone uh, for the nine-race program that gets underway at one minute to one? Greg, there's been two runners on the card today that have been well-backed. One in particular, race five, number nine, Barnstormer, Dean Taylor and John Morrison combined. Uh, we put up $4 yesterday morning, and that was taken pretty quickly into three fifty overnight. And, and since then, it's touched two fifty now into two twenty. And uh, look, it's just looking at the flow of money, I'll I would say that there's probably a chance it starts odds on. So race five, number nine, Barnstormer. And race nine, uh, Jack Tarn, number three. It's been 4.50 into 3.30, dropping back from good a couple of good races at Addington and another one that the punters are particularly keen on. But, look, the weather's not too good outside, but it doesn't look like it's dampening the, uh, the enthusiasm of a couple wanting to get involved today. All right, that's uh, from Rangiora today. But some of these races uh, coming up. We saw Sherlock uh, winning at Alexandra Park at group level on Friday night. He's making his way towards the derby. Um, look, he, he's uh, clearly a horse on the rise. He didn't have a whole lot of luck when it came to uh, the Harness Million race a couple of uh, weeks ago. And he's always been held in decent regard by what is now the Mark and Nathan Purton team. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, look, he's he's in the 380 now for the Northern Derby. It's 
It's a bit of a loose market. Uh, Merlin was was in the I think about two forty a week ago after he's uh, after he's went at Cambridge, and and since then they've tried Simbad, Son and Mac, and uh, and sooner the better quite substantially. So that market's just finding its feet at the moment, but it looks like there's probably four or five really good chances going into that Melbourne Derby. Yep, a really good, strong, staying performance uh, by Sherlock on uh, Friday night. A very good night out it was, not only for Mark and Nathan Purden, but of course uh, Barry Purden and Scott Phelan po- uh, trained both Young Guns uh, victors and Artisan was excellent in the race that she went around in. Uh, the Northern Oaks looks a little bit more difficult to find some value. The two-year-old filly of the year, Millwood Nike, was crowned last night. She's a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, and it's going to be a hard uh, a hard race for, for most punters to play into. But at the 125, as you can imagine, there's a lot of multis that are going through her and riding on her, um, particularly through some of the galloping features which we're, which we're heading into. But, uh, look, there's been a little bit of money for a couple at longer odds. Kalua Flyby was well-backed. Uh, Black Pearl from the Crown and Chrissy Dalgetty stable has been well-backed too, but nothing that you'd really worry about just given the, uh, the price of Millwood Nike and the the position that she holds in the market. We're honing in on the race by Grins, the second ever running of uh, the slot race, and it's a million dollars this year, and there'll be some nervous slot holders because, gee, there's some work to be done. Akuta's at the top of the market, 380. Self-assured last year's winner, 420. Old Town Road into $4.60, so there's been some money uh, for him. Better Eclipse who was fourth, I think, last night uh, at Menangle at around $17. Still some movement required uh, to to find the other runners that will take up their positions. Copy that trial yesterday and finished second uh, in behind Akuta. So imagine he'll be in the mix. BD Joe second last night. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit to shake down there. Yeah, and that market's just had a little readjustment with uh, after Andy's comments that that Catchaway will be heading to the paddock and probably not, probably not coming into calculations for it. But kind um, of a little bit shy at the moment, just waiting to see who's coming, who's not. But the early money was for BD Joe, Bakuda, and uh, and Old Town Road, so they're the best fact at the moment. But I think as we get through the next two or three weeks, there'll be uh, there'll be a bit more confidence and a bit more action in that market. Yep, hopefully we'll get the Founders Cup underway at Alexandra Park on Friday night. Thanks for your time, Matt, as always. Pleasure, Greg. All the best. Beautiful. That's Matthew Peden from the tab. Ricardo is sticking with us and has been with us for the entire hour. Who's won the $50 bonus bet, mate? Well, well I've, got to, I've got to go. We've had a, a ton of texts come through, mate, but I've got to go with Mike out of Sydenham and Christchurch who texted, because I can barely pick my nose, Ricardo, and I need all the help I can get. Please, cheers. Thanks, fellas. Great show. Happy punding. All right, that uh, that takes the the cake if you like the fifty dollar cake, the bonus bet from the tab, uh, Ricardo. Really appreciate you taking us through uh, this morning's show. Michael Guerin will be back uh, next week, and uh, Trot's talk for another week is done and dusted. Big thank you to our guests, Robert Dunn, John Dunn, uh, Robbie Close, of course, Andy Gath, the Miracle Mile winning trainer, and uh, Matt Peden. That's been uh, Trot's talk for. This week, good luck with your punting out of Rangiora. Things get underway there just before one o'clock and another very big week of harness racing ahead. We'll catch you in seven days' time. And uh, if you want to catch up on all the harness racing news via TAB Trackside, the box seat will be back on Wednesday. Enjoy your Sunday.